Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, March 14th, 5.39 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. May corn futures down two and a half at 6.11. May soybeans down two and three quarters at 14.88 and a half. May Chicago wheat down five and three quarters at 678 and three quarters. May Kansas City wheat down four at 796 and a half. May spring wheat down three cents at 829 and a half. We're going to start off with some U.S. weather today. There is quite a bit of snow on the ground across some of these northern areas. Minnesota, northern half of Wisconsin, parts of South Dakota, quite a bit of North Dakota. A lot of snow on the ground, 10 inches of snow, 15 inches of snow, 20 inches of snow. Uh, when this inevitable thaw occurs, conditions could be wet. They could be messy. There's really not much in terms of warm temperatures in the forecast. This is uh, temperatures versus normal on average over the next seven days on my screen. And uh, these areas are going to continue to run well below normal in terms of temperatures. You may see a couple of days between now and the end of the month where some of these areas get into the mid to upper 30s. But beyond that, there first off doesn't seem to be a big thaw event. And when there is one, it could be wet. It could be messy. So this has led to some chatter regarding either late planting, uh, acreage switching, maybe corn into soybeans, that sort of thing. Maybe it's a little premature for this, but you know what? Time moves fast. And before you know it, that, that planting window will approach in these areas. We're just not seeing a whole lot of relief. So I think this is uh, something to be aware of here. Um, I'm not going to like sound the alarm and say that this is a big deal right here and now, but uh, let's keep an eye on this deal as we move forward, guys. Some states released updated winter wheat ratings yesterday, and they're still not good. Uh, drought remains an issue across the Southern Plains in particular, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Nebraska, um, even Western Iowa, the Dakotas, parts of Minnesota, drought stricken. When you look at the crop ratings, the Kansas winter wheat crop is rated only 17% good to excellent and 52% poor to very poor. The Texas crop rated only 17% good to excellent and 50% poor to very poor. Colorado rated 40% good to excellent, but still 23% poor to very poor. So we absolutely have some issues when it comes to U.S. winter wheat and the ratings and the drought, which is ongoing. There's not a ton of relief in the forecast for these drought-stricken areas. Uh, maybe the trade will start to notice this or pay, pay attention uh, just slightly more when USDA begins issuing uh, national crop ratings. I believe the first set is due out on April 3rd, so that will be something to look forward to, I suppose. Hey guys, real quickly, yesterday I did a video with Mike Finley. Mike Finley's a financial advisor. Well, he provides financial advice. He's not a financial advisor, but we talked about taking control of your investments. We talked about how a lot of people don't understand what's in their retirement portfolio. We talked about how a lot of people in agriculture might have a lot of money in farmland and farm-related assets, but not necessarily in things like uh, the stock market uh, for the longer term. So we talked about all of that. We talked about best practices. We talked about some things to avoid. Um, this was kind of an off-topic deal. I don't talk about grain marketing every single day, but this was a really popular video. Had a ton of great responses. If you guys are interested in learning the right way uh, to handle your uh, retirement stuff uh, portfolio, check this video out. Go to standardgrain.com this morning. Uh, 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. Uh, I've got premium stuff out every single day, guys. New premium video uh, every day at midday. 
Headlines regarding the Black Sea grain deal just continue to swirl. So yesterday, Russia said that they'd be interested in renewing the deal for 60 days. And then overnight, we had like 20 different headlines. So first, Russia said that the deal was extended. That's what they said at 2.46 a.m. this morning. And then uh, Ukraine, shortly following that, said that they're going to stick to the terms of a previously signed agreement, which called for a 120-day um, extension of a deal. So Ukraine says we're not doing 60 days. We're going to go 120. Uh, Turkey's defense minister then came out and said uh, that talks regarding the extension are still continuing. And then in Geneva, a uh, United Nations spokesperson said that consultations continue with all parties on the Black Sea grain deal. So I don't know if we have a grain deal or not. It, it kind of sounds like we don't. I guess Russia thought that maybe we did. But I, I suppose that the uh, the original deal said that these extensions at a minimum should be 120 days. Ukraine says that they're sticking to that. Um, we should know more. I would imagine that maybe we know more today or maybe even uh, by the time you guys watch this. President Biden plans to speak with China's President Xi for the first time since November. Uh, they plan a phone call, I guess, after the Chinese legislature concludes its annual meeting. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told reporters, we have said that when the National People's Congress comes to a close, as it now has, Chinese leadership returns to Beijing, and then all of these new officials take their new seats because, of course, you now have a new set of figures in substantial leadership positions. We would expect President Xi and President Biden to have a conversation. Uh, Biden said yes when he was asked if he would speak with Xi uh, sometime soon. U.S.-China relations, of course, uh, kind of hit a low point this year. Uh, you had the spy balloon incident, and then probably the more important thing are these U.S. allegations that China would consider providing weapons to Ukraine. Now, just this week, you had this story. The U.S., uh, Great Britain, and Australia announced an agreement that would provide Australia with nuclear-powered submarines to patrol the the. Asian territories, I guess, or whatever. Um, the countries have not said as much, but most see this buildup as a way to counter China's military buildup in Asia. Now, this is a long-term deal. These things aren't going to be ready for um, another 15 years, the way it sounds. And the U.S. may sell some nuclear subs to Australia uh, beginning in the 2030s. But this probably won't make China overly happy, I wouldn't imagine. U.S. corn shipments were improved and strong, I guess you could say, last week. Uh, 39 million bush bushels of corn inspected for export during the week ending March 9th. That was the best weekly print since July of last year, up 7% on the week, still down 13% versus the same week last year. Accumulated corn shipments for the current marketing year are still not good, down 37% versus the same period last year. Sales are down 39% versus the same period last year. USDA now projects a 25% decline in exports uh, year over year. So USDA may need to, again, uh, reduce its corn export projection in future reports. They've got some time. You still got five and a half months left in the marketing year. So uh, soybean shipments were improved versus the prior week at 618,000, but soybean shipments tend to decline seasonally this time of year. Wheat shipments, uh, no good at 249,000. Recent events at U.S. banks have put uh, Fed rate hikes in question. So I talked about the SVB story yesterday. On Monday afternoon, interest rate markets discounted a 42% chance that the Fed would not hike rates at all later this month and a 58% chance that only a 25% hike would be made. So this thing has really shifted gears. Uh, before the SVB deal, it was kind of set in stone that we'd see a half point rate hike um, from the Fed uh, late in March. And now it looks like maybe no hike at all and maybe a smaller hike. Treasury markets are now torn regarding Fed action beyond May. Interest rate markets indicate a 38% chance that the Fed will cut 
cut rates in June, uh, which is a uh, stark contrast from what they've been doing. Um, when you look at, at some of the uh, treasury markets, here's a chart of the uh, two-year yield on my screen. This thing went in like three trading days from 5% to 4%. So the market has very quickly uh, discounted um, an easier uh, Fed here, a Fed that may not hike rates further at all, a Fed that, that might be easier with interest rate hikes, and a Fed that may uh, begin cutting rates during the second half of the year. So this is uh, pretty interesting stuff, the way that we've uh, shifted gears here following this SVB deal. So the interest rate situation uh, very much up in the air where it seemed to be more of like an ironclad set in stone situation, uh, you know, just a week ago. The cattle market was lower yesterday. Feeder cattle were lower yesterday, just a marginally lower trade. They did finish off of the lows. U.S. dollar is higher this morning. The stock market's up a little bit. The Dow Jones up 120. Uh, bonds are off. Gold's down 10 bucks. Crude oil is really getting hammered down another $2 this morning, 72.79 in the April WTI. Have a great day, guys. I will talk to you same time on Wednesday.